Welcome and thank you for listening to This Little Light of Mine. My name is Lauren and you are listening to a series on formative stories that build people into who they are that will hopefully bring a little light into your day. This is the first ever episode and I am so excited to begin this project. Today I am joined with Colin. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's my pleasure. Colin is a senior in high school, performs in his school's theater program, and will be pursuing performing arts through college and as a career. That's so exciting! Colin's story with us starts when he was young. Colin, would you describe your family's dynamic when growing up? Yeah, okay. So, I grew up without a father figure in my life. And I say this because, yes, I did have a father, and yes, he was in my life for a majority of it, but he never was a father figure to me. He always wanted to party and never had really a sober moment when I was around him. So you grew up without a father figure. How was your mom? She was amazing. She always cared for me, and she's the one that I always felt like I could go to. Even though, obviously, there were rough patches because we did spend so much time together. But at the end of the day, she was the one who truly cared and provided for me. That's so great that you guys had each other almost to get through a hard time. Um, Obviously, we don't want to get super detailed as it's a private situation and we'd like to keep this podcast more upbeat. But is there one specific example that sets apart in your mind as um, like a defining moment of your relationship with your father? I'd say the moment where I was about 11 years old and my twin half-brothers were just born. They were a couple months old and he and his girlfriend at the time were having a party and I was there because I was staying at his house for that night and I was concerned about these newborn babies because they were newborn children. (laughs) So they were kind of just shoved away in a room, left alone the whole night, except for me to take care of them. And at one point I went up to my dad and I was like, hey, there's these literal like babies in the other room crying. They need to be taken care of by the adults. Like this can't be my job. And he basically just said that I was being a buzzkill and got mad at me and threw me in the room with them and locked me in. And I had to care for them the whole night while there was a party going on outside and I that was kind of the definition of my relationship with my father because he just wanted to have a party the whole time so those two stepbrothers right half brothers half brothers um are you still close with them today not as close as I wish but yeah I still see them every once in a while So, Colin, as you got older, how did your relationship with your father change? So, when I was younger, I always thought it was fun, because always having a party going on, and it was always just a fun time. I enjoyed that, but as I got older, I realized that that's all it was, and there was never any real moments, and never someone teaching me the things a father should teach his son. Did you ever talk about this with your mom, how you felt about it? Eventually. At first, because I enjoyed that lifestyle, because as a young kid, you enjoy the fun. Mm -hmm, Sure. So I originally, for a while, actually ended up wanting to move in with my dad full time. 
because I thought that that lifestyle was okay because it was fun to me. But eventually I grew up and realized that it wasn't how you should live your life. And then I talked to my mom about it and she kind of helped me through realizing what was going on when I was younger that I didn't even realize. So as you got older, there was a natural separation. Um, was there ever a specific point, though, where you knew that you needed a change and you needed to be um, not involved in your father's life as much? Yes. This, okay, this moment might sound ridiculous, but basically he, he had just moved in to this new house and I, my room in that house was literally just a mattress on the floor because we didn't have anything or he didn't have anything. So it wasn't really a house. And basically I was over there because it was his weekend. So I was supposed to be with him. And I remember calling my grandma and saying, hey, I need you to come pick me up. Like, this is not, I don't like what I'm seeing and what I'm feeling in this house right now. So will you pretend you're just bringing over housewarming gifts and, you know, come pick me up? And she was like, yeah, of course I'll do that. So she came over and leading up to this point, my dad and his girlfriend at the time, which was not the same girlfriend that he had twins with, um, they were sitting on the couch, but he was just bullying her in a sense because her dog was sick with cancer and he was most likely drunk or high or both and was blaming her for her dog's cancer and i was like that's like not cool because like she cares about that animal it's her like you know it's her mm -hmm. pet so i saw that and that's when i called my grandma so she came over and my dad saw through the reason she came over and got really mad and started yelling at his mom for that and started yelling at me oh so it was your grandmother was his mom not your mom's mom yeah this yeah. is my this is my dad's mom and she kind of acted like that father figure in a sense of she provided for me as sure. a father would because he wouldn't um anyways i was sidetracked but um so she came over he started getting mad at her and yelling at her and in that moment, seeing the way he was treating his own mother and seeing the way he had been treating me and his girlfriend that day, I had something just kind of clicked and I just walked out of the house. And at the time I was 15, so I had my permit. So I grabbed mm -hmm. my grandma's keys, walked out of the house and got in her car in the driver's seat and told her to come in the car. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I never want to see you ever again. And he was like, That day, we had plans to, like, go and do stuff. And we were like, you know, mm -hmm. just go do something. And he, all he wanted to do was sit on the couch. Um, so he started blaming it on the reason of, like, we didn't go and do anything. Mm -hmm. But that obviously wasn't the reason. So in that moment, I just was like, okay, um, yeah, I never want to see you again. You, everything that you've kind of ever done to me has kind of clicked, and I really don't want to deal with this anymore. So goodbye. Yeah. Got in the car and drove away. So you were 15 at the time. So you were, were you a freshman in high school? I was going into my sophomore going year. Going into your sophomore year that summer. Mm-hmm. Um, what a, what a crazy time in your life, you know, yeah. just with 
with going through friends and being in high school and kind of figuring out what you want to do with the rest of your life and also having to deal with this on top of it, that must have been really hard. Um, did it affect your other relationships or any, did it affect your, your life outside of you and your dad? It did because for one, it made me and my mom's relationship stronger. But on the other hand, his mom, which was my grandma, she, he is her son, so she'll always care about him and she'll kind of never realize how awful of a person he is. Mm -hmm. So it kind of. It's damaged that relationship between sure. me and her a lot because she, for a long time, she wanted me to talk to him again and get close to him, and I wouldn't, so that wasn't, she didn't like that. But now she's come to accept that I don't want to talk to him, but she still will help him in scenarios, yeah. and that will kind of go back at her because he'll screw her mm -hmm. over. So do you see your father at all anymore at any sort of, um, like, family event or anything like that? Um, no, I, I try not to, but recently mm -hmm. I got, I don't know if I'd say tricked, but kind of tricked into seeing him. Yeah. Because I was invited to go see my half-brothers at their school recital. And while I was on the way down and I didn't drive my car, I was driving with his mom. We were driving down there together and she happened to tell me while we were already basically there that he would be there. So I kind of had no way of leaving yeah. or getting away from that situation. So I did see him recently because I was forced to, mm -hmm. but I did not speak to him. And if he, when he approached me, I walked away and did not mm -hmm. go near him basically. So how old are your half brothers now? They are six years old now. So they probably don't have a um, thorough understanding of, of their father. No. Um, do you think that your half-brother's relationship with your dad is, is the same as your relationship with your dad? Currently, no. Because they don't see all the... They don't see what a terrible person he is. Mm -hmm. Does he treat them the same way he treated you as a child? Um... To be honest, I really don't know, because I... Because you're just, you've tried to separate yourself so much. Yeah, I don't see him ever, but I do know that they, his ex-girlfriend, which is their mother, has a husband now, and they're a great mm -hmm. family, and they, I think as they get older, they'll also realize this, they consider their technically stepdad more of a real dad. Yeah. Because he's in their lives every day providing for them. Mm-hmm. Whereas their real dad is there every once in a while or there when he wants to be. So as they get older, they'll realize that he's not actually being a father figure the way I did. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously when you were 15, you decided you needed to make a change. You decided you needed to separate yourself. Um, what was the start of those efforts? Like what was the first thing that you did to really get... Um, a, diff a farther re relationship from him and um, start to move him out of your life? The first steps I kind of took were he obviously started texting me after that and wanting to try and figure out what was wrong. Um, the first steps I took were blocking him mm -hmm. on everything. Phone number, social media, etc. 
Um, and then distancing myself from anyone who wanted me to be in contact with him. Yeah. Was a big step of it. And honestly, just being with my mom as mm-hmm. much as I could. Because you needed to be with people who would support your decision. Yeah. Because there's, there obviously, there were, there were people who weren't. Mm-hmm. Because I remember a situation where I was at my mom's parents' house. And we were, we think we were just sitting talking. And then my grandpa, who was my dad's dad at the time, called me and said, Hey, your dad's in the hospital with a shattered leg. You need to call him and ask him if he's doing okay. And I was like, no, I don't. Because I don't care about him. Mm-hmm. That's not something I care about. I, he's removed from my life. I could care less. And it got to a point where he called even though we were in the same room, he called my mom's dad and asked him if he would ask me to call my dad, which I take his opinion very seriously Mm -hmm. and I respect him a lot. So when he was like, hey, your dad's dad. Your grandfather, right? Yeah. So my dad's dad, my grandpa on that side. um, My mom's grandpa basically said, hey, your other grandpa wants you to call your dad. Would you do this for me? Yeah. And because he asked me to do it for him, and I care about him, it's I a obviously different thing. did. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I just called him and said, hi, okay, bye. Yeah. I didn't get into detail, I didn't ask him how he was, I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I just simply made the call and then hung up. You were ready to continue these boundaries that mm-hmm. you had decided were um, going to make your life life better. Yeah. Um. So... Obviously, your grandmother wasn't very supportive of your decision. How was your mom when you let her know that you really wanted to be out of your father's life? She was very supportive because she saw through all of his manipulativeness. Mm -hmm. So she kind of was at this moment of like, finally, you understand what Mm -hmm. I've been seeing. Sure. So she was always very supportive and, you know, helped protect me in a way from him because obviously people would try and get me to go see him or stuff would happen and she would just would like like no he's not gonna go see him mm-hmm. and she would protect me in that sense throughout this journey how has your self-esteem fluctuated your image of yourself so back when it first happened i really honestly hated myself because <laughs> mm-hmm. i just felt like i wasn't I never had the normal life that people always had. And I just felt like I, something was always wrong with me. And I just felt like there was just this huge missing part from my life. And not in the sense of my dad just getting kicked out of my life, but the sense of having that father figure Mm -hmm. in the household or just that normal cookie cutter kind of life. Yeah. But as time went on, I realized that I don't need that. And the things that happen, the things that happen in life happen for a reason. They happen to make you, they happen to make you stronger. Mm -hmm. And I knew ever since I kicked him out of life from that day forward that it was a good decision to make me stronger. Yeah. But I didn't realize that I needed to just be confident in myself until, like, my junior year. Mm -hmm. 
But I, ever since that day of my soft, the beginning of my sophomore year, I knew that it was a good decision. Yeah. But as time has gone on, it has made me a stronger person because I learned to be more self-sufficient, especially at a young age. I was always known as the person who, I was known as the 12-year-old who had the mind of a 35-year-old because I had to grow up so fast. Mm-hmm. So it just made me stronger as a person in the long run. Yeah. Um, looking back, do you have any advice you would give a younger Colin? Don't just see the party and think it's fun. Actually realize what's going on. Because it wasn't just a party. It was all very legal stuff and very damaging and very, this is just pretend or this is just for fun. It's not just that. Mm-hmm. Because I, because of that, I have, it was very, <laughs> because of that. I went through a lot of mental abuse. Mm-hmm. And tiny bits of physical abuse at points, which I was told was just to prepare me for middle school or toughen me up. Looking back, not so much. But it's taking the realization of stuff is not okay. And you have to get rid of those toxic things in your life. Even if it's something huge, like your dad. Mm -hmm. So I've known you for a while now, Colin. And through school, I've noticed that um, your name is hyphenated. Um, Is it your, your mom and your dad's last name hyphenated? Yeah. So in the future... Um, do you plan on taking your mom's name fully and, you know, kind of taking that legal action to get your father out of your life? Yeah, I do plan on that. I currently only go by my mom's last name, if anyone asks, and officially on my driver's license. So hopefully in the near future, I'm going to change that on my birth Mm -hmm. certificate and on every single legal document. Yeah. So, Colin, obviously this story is very deep and has um, many personal facets down it that we weren't even able to cover today. However, um, if you could summarize it and say that one positive thing, one light came out of it, what would you say that is? I'd say that I am a strong and confident person today because of it. Because of having to grow up so fast, because of realizing all these awful things that were happening and taking the action to remove those I have become a stronger person and Mm -hmm. I now today don't deal with negative things or toxic things I don't let those bother me or Mm -hmm. I don't let those be in my life you're done with letting anything negative control you anymore yes Mm -hmm. that is something that I learned and it's one of my best qualities I feel Well, thank you so much for coming in and joining me today, Colin, and sharing your story and the light that's come out of it. 
Thank you to the audience for choosing to tune in, and I hope you will join us next time to hear another formative story. This has been This Little Light of Mine with Lauren. Have a great day.